from the slums of Muck City. Muck, Muck, Steppin'. We present to you in your hood. <laughs> we in your hood. The podcast of all podcasts. Oh, yeah, y'all playing, but they gonna love their podcast. In your hood, the podcast. Hosted by DJ City Boy. Muck, Muck, Steppin'. <laughs> DJ City Boy, let's go, go, go. All right, man, DJ City Boy in your hood podcast, man. I got a special friend, a special guest in here with me tonight. Um, I'm going to run some stuff down for the audience real quick. You know what I'm saying? Just give you a little introduction. Um, a native of South Bay, Florida, son of Tabitha Wilkerson and the late Jeffrey Willis Jr. Uh, like many children, he grew up in a single parent home. Despite the challenges he faced, his mother raised him on two strong biblical principles, and that was faith and family. These principles alone would carry him through his life's most difficult moments. In order to reach his level of success, desire, he ventured out on a journey that would eventually bring him back to Muck City, which is the Muck, Bear South Bay, and Pahokee. During his freshman year of college, he met Terrell Bowman. I actually seen him on your uh, your Facebook page early, earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Terrell served as a mentor and still a discipline uh, and an integrator, which at the qualities he has relied on during his career. During this time, while on the football field, he uh, received a scholarship at Langston University, majoring in psychology, with a minor in education, that's big, bro. I, I, that's that's real big. I didn't I didn't even know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Post college, he continued to play arena football in Pennsylvania and a year in the CFL. In 2018, he became a father to I know what he's proud of, Fallon Marie Willis, his firstborn daughter. In the same year, he refocused himself and his new passion. Emerged in fishing, building a life and outdoors and lifestyle. If y'all don't know who I'm talking about, I I consider this man my little brother, my friend, Jeffrey Willis, aka the Muck City Angler. How you doing tonight, bro? Man, I can't complain. Yeah, oh, oh man, thank you for having me, bro. Already, man, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I did uh, an event with you last year. Was the MCA's first uh, fishing expo? Right. And it was a nice event, man. I had never experienced nothing like that. So, um, won't you tell the people like how you got started in fishing as a and, and not not necessarily fishing, you are actually an angler right now. So it's a difference between somebody just going on the banks of South Bay or the muck, just throwing a fishing pole or a cane pole out there, just fishing yeah. and being an angler. Because when you was like an angler, I'm like, what the hell is an angler? That let you know I didn't know nothing about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you taught me that. So what yeah. don't you tell people like how you started from the jump? Uh, to be honest, man, you know, you started as a backyard kid, man. I mean, you could never get away from that. Um, but what happened for me, man, was different. I was in the, actually I was in the middle of a football season in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I had just had my daughter and I went and I told myself I was gonna play one more year uh just to get some pictures and stuff like that to for her to see me in uniform and and, and, and stuff like that so that last year I really didn't want to play man but I played because I I felt like it would have been significant for my career to just for for to have my baby girl 
you know, to have at least an experience of our pictures of me, you know, in a uniform and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, but in that year, man, I, I was watching YouTube, bro, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. And, and I came across these guys who are now called the Guggen Squad. They wasn't the Guggen Squad at the time. They were just all individual guys that just fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw the competitive side of it. And, you know, just growing up where we come from, man, you know, everything is centered around competition. And exactly. so I, I always felt like, you know, in, in my community, I didn't get the chance or the opportunity to grow up around guys with boats or, you know, it gave us the opportunity to really go out and see what Lake Okeechobee had to offer. Um, yeah. And so I saw a significant lane, you know, not just for myself, but for my community as a whole, man, to, you know, Lake Okeechobee is in our backyard and we don't have one single person from our area that, you know, participated in that particular sport at that level. And so I, I saw I saw a lot of value in that. I knew that, you know, I cared enough and I had the passion to to develop myself and get around the right people and learn as much information as I could. I knew nothing about driving a boat, bro. That I was that, that was my next question because we first of all, I think we was even scared to go out there. We'll jump off the side of the canal in a minute. But what it's made you like, yeah, you know, what made you like this huge body of water? And um, we want to try to like uh, try to break down and, 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 and draw a map as much as possible, because a lot of people may not even know what Lake Okeechobee is. But Lake Okeechobee is the biggest body of water. What I know in Florida and I know probably almost the United States. So I, I want to say it's the third largest, third, largest, third largest in the United States. Yeah, in the world, yeah, 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 it's definitely, yeah, it definitely yeah. So it's a huge, it's a huge body of water for you to even back a boat down that boat ramp. Us being who we are as black folks, we like, man, we are not going out there in that water because we've seen <laughs> from the bank what's out there in that water. So what gave okay. you the drive to even just put a bass boat in that water? Man, just being fearless, will. Oh, just being fearless, man. I, I, I knew nothing about. The sport, I knew nothing about, you know, any of that. I watched those guys that was doing it in front of me, man, and mm-hmm. I really took everything that I was watching them do and applied it to my personal life, and it worked. You know, and then you kind of – the thing about life, bro, is just there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you can learn from anybody, man, and take information from anybody and make it your own. You just You just make it you. Yeah. You know, so I just took everything I was watching these guys do as a co-angler, just watching how they back their boats in the water, how they drive the boat down the lake, you know, all little small stuff. And I had a bunch of bumps in the roads. I'm pretty sure. You know, I messed up a whole lot, you know what I mean, trying to learn how to figure out this process. And, you know, I've had a lot of success in the last year and a half. I've been doing it now almost four years. So in the mm-hmm. last year and a half, I've had a lot of success with just, you know, going out, being able to navigate the lake, understand the lake, you know, learn how it transitioned. It's a big body of water, but it changes all the time. Now, and, speak, speaking, on, speaking on that big body of water, what are some of the things that you see out there that we may not see other than fish? So for one, for one, I want to say, man, Lake Okeechobee is, 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 is a really shallow, you know, fishery. So at, at the most depths you're going to find out there on that lake is probably three and a half, four feet of water, you know, at its max. You know what? That's in the lake itself. Now, the rim canal, obviously, the dynamite holes in places like that, you might get in there and it's probably 10, 12, you know, 14, 15. Dynamite hole may be like 25, 30 feet deep. But 
if you go out in the actual lake itself, you're probably sitting in three and a half, four feet of water, maybe. And, and I think that's the cool part, man, because a lot of people don't understand that that lake is like a a, a, a swamp. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of grass out there. It's clear, man. It's crystal. If I could just show you guys some of the pictures and stuff, a video that I've I put up, man, just how crystal clear that lake is, man. And 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 you know, it really looks like some of these areas really looks like four way streets. So what would like, you say to um not to interrupt you, but what would you say to uh like the people up well I'm I'm in the Port St. Lucie area, uh okay. in the uh, the St. Lucie County area. And you get a, a lot of backlash from the discharge that's coming from Lake Okeechobee. And when you saying that it's clear, but by the time it reach here, you got green algae. Is there is it you have any knowledge of that? So to be honest with you, Willie, I I, I think for, for one bro. Like, you know, everything has to, 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 to chemically, you know, work together. You know, you got a lot of guys that's out there doing a lot of spraying and, you know, you hear all these different, you hear all these different, like, like media sources coming out with, you know, the engineering side of it has to do a better job managing the lake levels. Mm -hmm. And I think that can, that, that in itself will control you know, a lot of the algaes and all that other kind of stuff that bloom. There's a lot of moving parts that play the significant that plays a significant part in, you know, our algae and the temperatures. Like when we get into those high nineties, those high temperatures like that, mm-hmm. and the lake being real low and they didn't spray all that stuff, that stuff just go down to the bottom of the lake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as it get hot, it 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 contaminates basically. Mm-hmm. And then now that stuff now turns into algae, but it only happens with high temperatures and low water levels. Hmm. You know, so I've 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 had the opportunity to work very closely with the water research program, man. That's that's dealing with a lot of the discharge stuff. So, um, I've I've seen I've seen a I've I've been a part of a lot of those conversations for sure. Yeah, that was up, man. Um, tell us about some of the programs that you have coming up with uh kids some of the stuff you've been involved with other than you know just um your fishing expo you just had because I think that was that was a nice event that was something to show the kids something other than what we have in our tri-city area which is sports that's the only thing we have and I mean sports as well I mean it's fishing as a sport but I mean as football basketball track baseball Right. Tell us something a little bit more about, you know, you working with the kids and, you know, you just expanding and showing them a different way out. So basically what I did, man, was just, you know, like I like I don't know if you remember, but at the uh, expo, my whole thing was creating that conversation, getting that conversation going, you know, allowing these kids to know that there's more than one way to compete other than just, you know, sports in itself. And, And more importantly, man, you get to go out there and really process through life you know, while doing it. So I saw a lot of value in that just from within our area in itself. So my thing has been, I basically, what I did was created a full curriculum around seasonal fishing. So from fall, summer, winter, and spring, which is the four season, and asked how how bass fishing transitioned throughout that 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 seasonal pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I basically created a life skill curriculum around seasonal fishing. So, yeah, you're learning to fish and you're learning all the different techniques, uh, but you're also learning a, a massive amount of life skills along the way. Um, and so shout out to Student Nations, man, for letting me uh, 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 create that program and bring it in through their through their MAD21 program and, and allow 
allowing me to to identify those kids and work closely with those kids, those kids. And, you know, man, just again, just continue to push that conversation forward. To be honest with you, bro, a lot of these kids, they knew of fishing, but they thought fishing was really boring and they thought it was like really like whack. And then you yeah. get with these kids and you go to talking to these kids and teaching these kids the techniques and stuff like that, man. And it has been amazing, bro. Just I can't get these kids to stop asking me to take them fishing. Now. Yeah, I was about to say what type of response, what type of response you get from the kids, because I can only imagine those kids, they're gonna say whatever. So you, <laughs> so you know I had the opportunity to coach and wide receivers at Glade Central this year. So I'm around mm -hmm. these kids every day, bro. <laughs> and so all they want to do, man, is go fishing. You know, that's all they want to do. They don't even understand that they in school. Like, bro, y'all can't go out there with me when y'all <laughs> supposed to be in school, man. Exactly. You know? And so it ain't enough time in the day, man. But it's cool to just know that these kids are, are responding to it in a positive manner. You know, they're responding to it. So that's a good thing. And that's what it's really been about. Tupac said something I thought was significant way back in the day. He said, I may not be the person that that changed it, but if mm -hmm. I can spark the conversation, man, it's enough for me. Change the world. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's 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 interesting to see, man. Um, like you say, we we'll think our kids just only interested in in football and basketball because that's all we see here. But you happen to be that one person. Yo. To introduce an uh, angler to the whole muck, man. And I, I really appreciate that from you. Hey, man, I, I, I appreciate God just giving me that vision to do it, bro. I, I really didn't realize the significance of it when it was actually thought of and created, man. But it has opened so many doors for me, bro, and, and, and allowed me to, you know, really, truly create that conversation. And the responses, again, man, has been absolutely amazing. So, I, I fell in love with it. I've committed my life to it. You know, I've made some incredible sacrifices, bro, you know, to see this process through. So I, I want our community, bro, to, to really see value and, and build value around the outdoors in itself because everything that we do around here is dealing with agriculture in exactly. one way or another, you yeah. know. So so we, we have to just be able to take advantage of this stuff and, and, and know that, you know, we're just as capable like anybody else. You know, we mm -hmm. can go in and win just like anybody else. I was uh on your YouTube page earlier. Matter of fact, I went ahead and subscribed, and uh, I, I just happened it, man. I'm I'm gonna tell you, you now. I'm gonna give you this story because uh, like like I said, doing your fishing expo, and Dan Dan Bifewood, that's a that's a good friend of mine too. I'm I'm gonna give you a small a, a small story with Dan real quick. Um, as you know, my father, his father, Rita Anthony father, and uh. Oh, I'm missing one more, but all our parents, all our fathers were commissioners of vice mayors at one time. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. were young. We were young. We yeah, was, yeah. we may be a year or two apart. Right. And a matter of fact, Heath Miller. So Heath Miller, father. So we used to go right. on these trips. We can be in Orlando. We can be in Tampa. And we used to go with our parents on all these trips. And yeah. so we at the pool or whatever, man. We just used to do whatever, man. So that's that, just a little, yeah, little small. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, that was good old days, man. We used to have a good time, but um, but no, but bro, those were legacy. Those were legacy guys, though. Oh man, you ain't got to tell me. Anytime you call those names, I already know, man. But one thing that stood out to me, um, doing your fishing expo, is y'all friendship. It, it it made me smile, man. When um, uh, I don't know if it was getting over or what, but he happened to walk up and you was like, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I can't do this without I me. Mean, he picked you up and put you up on top of a chair 
yeah. he put his arms around you and y'all was smiling and I could say I say boy them boys tight I yeah. say them boys tight yeah. man and then yeah. I see him on your videos and you be talking and dad just be looking at the camera it'd be funny it'd be funny yeah, 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 yeah. I, just, just, I just want you to speak on your, your your friend your teammate for a minute man uh man Dan has been absolutely amazing man but a lot of people don't know man I would have never picked up a football if it wasn't for that dude man mm. uh, when I, I remember being at Glade Center and not playing football and them guys used to come home from college and they used to always come out to Glade Center and do one-on-ones and stuff you know against each other and stuff like that I remember Tatpole mm-hmm. and all those older guys used to always come back and they used to do that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. And so Dan taught me how to do the stutter comeback, man. And everywhere I went, Willie, I opened up with that stutter comeback, man. And it <laughs> always it. <laughs> separated me, bro. It always separated. I separated myself in every camp by that <laughs> one route, that one route, bro. And that and that route changed my life. Gave me open doors and opportunities, bro. That I I can't I can't even thank him enough. But as a as a teammate, as a fisherman, man, there's nobody, bro, that is that is that has put that type of time and effort, you know, into just seeing our dream come to life. You know, Dan grew up doing the same thing. He grew up mm-hmm. the same way. You know, unfortunately, for the fortunate thing with me, Dan grew up with a great father, man. So a lot mm-hmm. of things that I may fall short in, Dan's right there to jump right in and pick me up because he experienced them already and he know what to do. He he had great leadership in front of him as well. Yes, he did. And so I value his friendship, man. I value him as a brother. Uh, we do got a really, really tight bond. We talk every day, whether it's about fishing or whether it's about real life. Um, I can, I can tell, so, bro. I'm telling you, when I seen that video, it, it, it really made me smile, man. I'm like, these they, they really love each other. I'm yeah, like, man, like, it yeah, made me yeah, smile, man. It really made me real, smile. Man. It's real, man, because you just want to see each other do well. You want to see each other do good. And you yeah. want to be there to say, you know what, bro? You made a mistake. And that's real. Like, you got to be, you got to have people around you, bro, that's willing to tell you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way to go, you know, in order for you to continue to be successful. So, I appreciate his I appreciate his friendship, bro. Again, I appreciate everything that, you know, we do for each other, you know, because we do for each other and we make sure that we hold each other to that at all costs. Yeah, Dan always been a solid dude, man. So as long as yeah. I know him, man, like I said, we we was kids going around the world. We didn't even know what we we didn't we didn't even know, man. Like I know been around this whole world. He has too, because our parents was in that position to yeah. travel like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just used to bump into each other. I mean, I, it was just me. And then it was him and his sister. And then we at the same hotel in Atlanta or somewhere. And we just bump into each other at the pool. We're like, oh, what's up? Let's hang out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that's how it used to be, man. But, yeah, I can tell that's a real a real solid friendship, man. That's, yeah, man. That's I, can, I can really tell. Definitely, definitely solid friendship, bro, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so won't you tell me some of these um some of these uh fishing expos you've been in lately, man? Some of the big ones. So, man, right now we got the rolling series coming up this weekend, man. Mm-hmm. It's a thirty thousand dollar event, man. Uh, we we qualified and Dan and me Dan um qualified to fish this tournament um uh, this upcoming weekend, which is gonna be a really big deal for us. Um, mm-hmm. um it's it's gonna be the one that that actually I think is is going into it. I'm looking for us to do really well in this tournament just because we we understand the lake a lot better now. Um, we understand how these fish transition a lot better now. And you get a chance to compete against 200, uh, 200 of some of the greatest angler 
in this particular area and out of this area. You know what I mean? So when you coming together, man, and you competing with these guys, and if you can get a top 10 finish, man, you're in great position. You know, winning is always the goal, but you know, sometimes you just got to compete and you, 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 you deal with the results, you know, but we're going to put ourselves in the best position, bro, uh, to represent our area, represent our community, because that's what it's always been about. You know, that's mm-hmm. why we named it the Monk City Anglers, because it's a, it's, it's, it's something that we want to represent as a whole. There's nobody out here putting on an eye late that's surrounded around our entire city mm-hmm. from our city. And, and I want to make sure that I represent that with class. I want to make sure I represent that with integrity. And, and and let let the chips fall where they may. And that is the um uh the Roland Martin thirty thousand dollar championship is going down uh this December fifth and sixth. So um yeah. when when you say this area um the anglers from this area, what area do you mean as so far as city wise? So you got a, a bunch of guys from Palm Beach County that's 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 all the way up Palm Beach County that's gonna be here. Um, you got guys from Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got guys that coming all the way from maybe Kissimmee or Toho, you know, um, that's coming to here. Along with all the anglers in between the Tri City and Henry County, all the way up to Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going to have probably 200, 250 boats, you know what I mean, that you're competing with this. You know, which is like the Rolling Series is one of the biggest tournaments in on this side of South Florida. Bro, why is why it when it comes to fishing, why is and I know that's me because I don't know um, too much about fishing. Why is Roland Martin the person, the only person I've really heard of? Like he's like the biggest. He's, he's like the GOAT, though. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like when it comes to sponsors, uh, if they if it's a tournament, it's Rolling Martin. I've never seen a Rolling Martin. I never, I don't know nothing about a Rolling Martin, but I know that name. He He's actually, I've had, a, I had the opportunity to meet him, him and his son, Scott, man, quite a few times, man. And they actually are some pretty cool dudes. Yeah. Um, him and his wife own the Tiki Bar right there in Clueston. So he's from Clueston? Yeah, they actually from close to him and his son Scott. Martin. His, guy, his son is one of a big name, a big name guy right now too in the fishing industry. Um, them guys got championships galore. His dad is is uh, he was ba- he's basically a, a hall of famer in the sport of fishing. I did not um, know that. I thought maybe he was from Midwest somewhere. I did not know he was from right here. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, man, them people been here their whole life. Yeah, I did. I did not know that. Yeah, man, they 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 are they are very well known in the fishing world. Like the, he's considered one of the goats for sure. So, um, what else y'all be catching out there besides fish? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how you pause for a second. I, I mean, I ain't catching. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I ain't catching that bus. I know y'all see humongous gators and. Everything under the sun out there on that water, man. But you know, but you know what, though, Willie, man, we were taught, we were taught that as kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we were taught that that lake was dangerous. They got big, humongous alligators out there and all that. And, and and truthfully, bro, you don't run into gators out there on that lake. You may run around the rim ditch or something like that, and you might see a gator that's sitting off on the bank or whatever like that. But when you get out there in that water, bro, you don't run into no gators. Bro, I seen the Loch Ness Monster out there. 
You see how you looking at me? Cause you think I'm telling the tale. I swear I seen a Loch Ness monster out there. I tell you, I tell you when I turn this camera off and this mic <laughs> off. But I am so serious, man. I seen something rolled up so big on the top of that wall. I have never seen so big in my life. So you know that they got. So you know that they have um, hippo. What do they call hippos? It wasn't no hippo, bro. This thing was well. I would I would tell you about. I've been telling this story for almost twenty years. Oh, you know they come it's, up. They it's only that. two. Of, it's only two of us that seen it. Okay, uh, we were the only. We seen it on the dike in South Bay, and we was out there throwing rocks at an alligator, and something came out that water that I couldn't explain in the middle of the water. But man, it, that that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> hey man, I, I I say this though, bro. You know, Lake Okeechobee <laughs> is connected to the ocean. So yeah, you know, whatever that can can transpire through could definitely get through from the Caloochahatchee River. I mean, all the way down to uh, the pa- the Saint the Saint Lucie River. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all that stuff is kind of all. And it, sometimes it ain't no surprise, bro. You know, sometimes some stuff get synced in. Yeah. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but it, it could definitely, you know, obviously come out of that bracket water and, and get into that lake if, if need be, because it all it all floats. It's all connected together. It's all connected in one way or another, for sure. All right, man. So before we get out of here, man, um, you want to give any of your last, uh, your last uh statements or whatever, and you want to remind them what's going on this weekend and give them your social medias and all that. Yeah, man. So, so, so first off, I want to get first of all say thank you to you, bro, just for just giving me the opportunity to come on here and, and collaborate with you. You know, talk a little bit about things that I got going on. Um. It's, 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 it's an amazing opportunity, I think. So, again, man, thank you. Um, but to my brand itself, the MCA brand, I, I just want to just, again, continue to create those conversations, man. Continue to allow that conversation to be heard um, and continue to give our kids an opportunity to just see things uh, a little bit different. Uh, more importantly, I want these kids to be able to go outside and just process for themselves mm-hmm. and not be so rational and make decisions and just, you know, think through it a little bit. And fishing exactly. puts you in position to go out there and critically think through stuff. Even if you don't want to, just being out there and just being involved with it, you can't help but to think and process differently, which yeah. is what I think is more important than anything. So uh, I'm grateful that, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to kind of create some of these programs and create some of these curriculums around it. Um, so, again, man, everybody who has played a significant part in this process and, and just being a part of just watching it grow, you know, I'm, I'm super honest. So thank you all. I can't thank you all enough. And I can't really do it without you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that it takes a full team, a full unit and a full community uh, to all get behind it, man, to kind of push that agenda forward, to just help try and save as many kids as we can throughout these tough times. So that's been my goal, man. And, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm appreciative of all the help and support that I've gotten so far. Don't forget, though, we got a big, big tournament coming up. It's the championship this weekend, December 5th and 6th. Uh, Weigh-in starts at 3 o'clock. So any of you guys want to actually come down and and be a part of that process, you guys are more than welcome to come out and support uh, and just be a part of that process to see what it looks like. You're going to see a, an, an amazing amount of people that's going to be out there and, and, and boats and all that kind of stuff. Some of the pros, you guys want to come and ask questions. These people are going to be out here. They're going to be in the city this weekend. Uh, so definitely come out at 3 o'clock on Saturday, 3 o'clock also on Sunday, and you can mm-hmm. be a part of the, the weigh-in process uh, right here at Cloyston at the Roland Martin Marina. The Tinky Bar is the location um, for that. 
social media, I'm MCA Fishing 21 uh, on Instagram. Um, same thing on Twitter, Monk City Angler on Facebook. Um, you can also visit my website if you want to learn a little bit more about the programs and stuff like that. It's built to last 21.com. Built to last 21.com. Tell you a little bit about myself, give you a little bit about the things that, you know, we got up and coming and, and, and so forth like that. So we're looking mm-hmm. forward to it, Willie, man. Again, thank you, bro. We're going to get this round two to these expos uh, up and rolling in 21. Uh, and so we're super excited about that. We're going to have some guest speakers, some guest professionals, uh, fishermen coming down to be a part of that as well. So mm-hmm. we're excited, man, about everything that we got going on. So you guys just continue to pray for me that we go out and, and me and Dan have a fantastic weekend yeah. and try and bring back that chip. Yes, sir, man. Once again, that's a Roland Martin Marina Center. Uh, it's a three thirty thousand uh grand prize for the championship. And that's the December the 5th and the 6th. So that's this Saturday and Sunday uh, mm-hmm. presented by the Hope, man. They got a gang of sponsors. So, you know, if you ain't doing nothing, man, bring your kids out, man. Come see something different than what we used to, man. It ain't all about, you know, football and basketball with us. You you, you guarantee to have a good time. You just going to watch those boys on that water. So, Jeff, Muxy the Angler, my friend Pooh, that's what yeah. they know him by. Yeah. I appreciate you, my brother. Man, I appreciate it, big dog. Hey, man, we in your hood, man. DJ City Boy, one month to the angler. We out. Peace. We out.